Get ready to start your new morning ritual with our new sponsor, Mudwater. Coffee is one of America's favorite beverages, with more and more people starting their coffee habits every day with a cup of that flavorful anxiety juice. But let's be real. Have you ever heard anyone say, I'm working on getting more coffee into my life? Millions of people complain about the jitters that come from coffee consumption. Our morning coffee rituals can be habit-forming and, for some people, can make getting a good night's sleep almost impossible. And while nearly all of us like the smell, taste, and ritual of our morning coffee, why not explore eliminating the negative aspects of our morning brew? Well, what if your coffee replacement helped induce alertness, not dependency, improve mental capacity and function, improve physical stamina and performance, improve immunity and overall health. Oh, and by the way, it tastes good enough to drink every single day. Meet Mudwater. Mudwater is your fastest growing coffee alternative in the market, consisting of organic ingredients lauded by cultures both old and young for their health and performance benefits. With one-seventh the caffeine of coffee, Mud gives you the natural energy and focus you expect from coffee, but without the jitters and crash. With an organic blend of mushrooms and ingredients like cacao, marsala chai, turmeric, lion's mane, and more, Mud Water offers a beverage like no other. Whether you want to enjoy it hot, cold, as a latte, or however you take your coffee in the morning, Mud Water is zero sugar, zero crash, zero jitter alternative, sure to leave you feeling recharged and refocused. Listen, I'm really excited to have Mud Water as a sponsor here on The Brian Nichols Show because I've been able to see the Mud Water difference for myself, and you can too, so click the link in the show notes to get some mud, support the show, and get your new morning ritual started right with Mud Water. And now, onto the show. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Happy Monday, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thanks for joining us on another fun-filled episode. We've been busy because we didn't really take the weekend off. You went from Friday's episode right into a Saturday bonus episode with Nick Hudson from Panda. Now, he did an amazing talk, The Ugly Truth about the lockdowns. And I had Nick on the show literally the day after that that video dropped on YouTube. It started to go viral and we had a a chance to really dig more behind the scenes and discuss some questions that people, I mean, I'm sure you've been wondering, like, you know, what's Dr. Fauci's perception uh, when you're talking to other immunologists and epidemiologists out there? How do they perceive him? Positive, negative? We dig into that and we destroy so many of the myths that are put out there by the the pro-lockdown, anti-science proponents out there. So if you miss that episode, please head over to your Apple podcast catcher or wherever it is you get your podcasts and check out that episode. Number two, on Sunday we had Nick Magner from New Jersey's 4th Assembly District, and he is running for Assembly, obviously, he's a libertarian, and we had a great chance to introduce Nick to the Brian Nichols Show audience and talk about some important issues that he is running on, and then sticking in New Jersey, today we are meeting the brand new VP of Political Affairs for the New Jersey Libertarian Party, and he is a good friend, Mike Rufo. Now, Mike ran for Congress back in 2020, and he is now, uh, as I mentioned, the VP of uh, Political Affairs, and I want to have Mike in the show to dig into not just um, some specifics in terms of how the libertarians uh, in general uh, across the board can reach people more effectively, but also discuss some particular topics for New Jersey. Um, We discussed Defend the Guard and 
a lot of other great and interesting topics, plus discussing um, some of the great candidates that are running uh, here in the uh, in the state of New Jersey. So a great chance to meet Mike, and and I think uh, a really a great opportunity to see a blossoming political future. Uh, and great work, by the way, to the New Jersey Libertarian Party. You guys are absolutely crushing it. So with that being said, on to the show, Mike Rufo here on The Brian Nichols Show. What's going on, Brian? How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you reached out to me and, and, and that we're doing this. This is awesome. This, I, it definitely has been a long time coming. I've been wanting to do this. A long time coming. And Michael, you you and I, are, I think, are probably two of the busier guys uh, in the liberty movement. Not saying that other folks aren't busy, but my goodness, I know whenever we were, we were trying to connect, it's just like, okay, let's check our, our calendars here. And it's like three weeks out. Ah! We'll see. Um, but hey, we were able to uh, to sneak a, a conversation in a little late here at night. But I've been looking forward to this because um, you're you're one of the folks there in the liberty movement who you've been you've been doing you've been fighting the good fight. You've been doing the the groundwork, uh, which a lot of folks I think have not taken the time to focus on, and that's focusing on policy. Policy is where. I think we're going to see a lot of folks start to realize that's going to be the long-term success route because once policy is in action, it's yeah. going to show, oh, this has got actual real-life ramifications helping real people's lives for the better. What? So it's exciting to know that we have folks like you in the movement who are fighting the good fight, but I love to kind of start things off by getting the the, the audience primed to know, well, who are we talking to? Who is this Michael Rufo. Uh, and I'd love to hear kind of your your story, your pathway to liberty. So, Michael, with that, introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience and kind of what brought you to this uh, this world of liberty. All right. Well, for everybody listening, my name is Michael Rufo. I am the South Jersey rep to the New Jersey Libertarian Party State Board. Uh, I started with the New Jersey Libertarian Party in 2016 when Trump said that he was, you know, was caught on tape saying, grab her by the and I realized Rand Paul wasn't his father. And I said, the Republican Party has moved on from being the Liberty Party. So I moved on. I went to the Libertarian Party, instantly signed up. I was engaged by the state chair at two o'clock in the morning via email and conversation. Motivated me to be like, hey, these guys actually care. They're actually doing things on the ground. They're willing to respond at two in the morning. Um, dove head first in, went to meetings immediately. Uh, signed up to volunteer for the 2017 gubernatorial campaign with Pete Rorman, 2018, decided to throw my hat in the ring and run for office myself for Congress here in District 4 against the the, the consummate and perennial rhino uh, Chris Smith, who is really a Democrat but pretends to be a Republican so they can get election votes in this nice gerrymandered section of New Jersey. Um, continued to ramp up my participation, get more and more involved. I joined the Mises Caucus. I uh, got to meet Michael Heiss, got to meet a lot of the people involved. Phenomenal group of, uh, of men. Don't believe any of the nasty stuff you hear because I promise you, if you get to know them at, on, on a personal level, you know it's not true. Um, got involved with them, became a state organizer for the Mises Caucus. I am currently the regional organizer for the Northeast region. We married up the regions to match the LNC regions. So I, I am the region eight LNC, uh, not LNC, uh, Mises caucus organizer. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just hustling and bustling, ran again for Congress in 2020. That's it. I don't want to run right now. Right now, my pure focus, like we said, is policy. And I really, I really do believe I'm the same as you said, Brian, that, that the real path forward here is getting policy passed, whether I get elected to office or somebody else gets elected to office, even without that, as difficult as it is in New Jersey for a third party to punch through one of the more difficult partisan states in the country, uh, if we can still influence policy and convince people to sign petitions 
and get laws changed because the people we we we've shown that the people don't want the law or they want a different law, then that's really where the success for for breaking down the 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 hierarchy of the, of the government and and making sure we're more decentralized. Yeah, yeah, no, and this this is why. I wanted you in the show, right? Because this is the conversation that we need to be having. I think too often we talk, and we see this with libertarians, we talk about how bad the government is, how evil it is, but we need to take a time out and realize where we are. To kind of take a snapshot in, in context of, okay, we are in 2021. Laws exist. There are people in positions of power who want to use this infrastructure that has been built to wield that power so what can we do to now start to dismantle this massive elephant? And I use this with my sales team when they look at their, their quota goal. I say, how do we eat the elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. Amen. And that's yeah. what we need to do with policy. If we can take the one bite from policy, one step at a time, one bite at a time in this case, right? Then those wins start to build up and it starts to actually start to unravel some of this, this you know very entangled mess. So... Michael, you've you've been focusing on policy. What's been some of the main focuses that you've been addressing right now based on, I guess, need or priority in your your eyes? All right. So we there was a, there was another candidate who ran in 2020. His name was Jesse Earnstrom uh, over in the Ocean County area along the shore. Uh, I, I want to say District 2 or 3. I forget. I apologize, Jesse. Um, but he, he, he really opened my eyes to this policy thing. He did a great and phenomenal job in organizing people to help push the attention for the referendum that we had on the ballot in November for legalizing marijuana. Now, personally, I voted no on the referendum because I knew it would put us in the position that we're in right now, where the government is just utilizing this con- this amendment to create powers to, cre- to, to, to hook up their friends and their cronies. Um, it's still illegal. You can still get arrested for certain quantities. You can't grow it at home. There, it, 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 it's just it's a crony bill that was designed to collect taxes and hook up Phil Murphy's best friends. Um, but he did do a great job because it, it is that one step. Right. So as, as bad of a law as it is, we knew it was going to pass. A, a no vote was basically uh, a a symbolistic vote at that point that this and this is so that I could explain why. I was voting no to get the attention of the people who were voting yes. Um, and then at that point, I realized, you know what, we got to do more. So I, I, I hooked up with uh, Diego Rivera and we met at, um, I met at Smedley Butler's grave for a ceremony for uh, around, uh, for, oh God, was it his, uh, was it his birthday or something? And Dan McKnight was there talking about the defend the guard act. And that was, it was basically a defend the guard act thing. Scott Horton was there. Dan McKnight, uh, Diego was there. And I, I decided in that moment that this is the thing we need to move next in New Jersey. And this is, and then we're going to push this forward because marijuana, it's being handled. It's not really where my focus needs to be because there are other people focusing on it. If we really want to make an impact in this world, war is where it all starts. You want to end the Fed, end the wars and give us a reason to end the Fed. You want to end the wars, end the Fed. They're tied together. The Federal Reserve does nothing but perpetuate poverty and fund war. That's the design of the Federal Reserve and that's the way it's meant to be. So if we can take a chink out of the armor of the of the of the military and the military industrial combat uh, complex by saying, hey, federal government, you can't send the National Guard troops overseas for these conflicts that are unconstitutional, because according to uh, because according to the Constitution, it must be they may only be sent with declaration of war, insurrection or for aid of people inside of our borders. 
None of those criteria have been met when you send them over to Afghanistan. So again, the goal, if you want to be able to take something away from them, if you want a situation where you can actually have an effect, start petitioning your local legislators to have a bill like this passed and then watch the attention that you get. Watch the media that your local Libertarian Party suddenly gets because local Libertarian Party uh, collects enough signatures to force vote on Defend the Guard Act, uh, Pentagon threatening to defund McGuire or, 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 the, or the joint base. You know, like, like now you're getting media. Now people realize, oh, the Libertarian Party means business. Who are these Libertarians? Oh, hey, this guy's running for office in my area. So it's not don't run for office. It's not don't scream about how the government is killing everybody. It's not don't try to win the culture war. It's you got to do all of it. And policy is a very important leg on the stool. It's a four-legged stool. And if you don't have that fourth leg, that policy leg, when you're working on policy, it's not going to work. So to answer your question in a long-winded form, I'm working on the Defend the Guard Act. And we're going to start with a resolution attack because we're being a little bit stonewalled by some of the state legislators. So we're going to try and get townships and, and counties to pass resolutions to gain the public support to be able to then say, hey, legislator X, you know, look at all the support we have around the state. You need to bring this to the floor. So defend the Guard Act. Let's let's do let's do the elevator pitch to Joe Schmo. Why is this important? This is important because right now there's young men and women who signed up to be in the National Guard who had no intention of going overseas to fight in foreign conflicts. They wanted to defend the borders of their nation. They wanted to help in the instance that the people in this country needed help. If a hurricane hit like Hurricane Sandy ever again and we needed the New, Jer- the New Jersey National Guard, there's a very good chance they could be stuck over in Afghanistan. Young men and women who decided that they didn't want to go to Afghanistan, but they still wanted to serve their nation. And they didn't want to be put in harm's way in that sense. And they wanted to be here doing the things that we need on our shores. Unfortunately, the federal government has abused that. Now, could you imagine being that 19-year-old man or woman who didn't think they were going overseas, but is suddenly being given orders to go to Iraq? How does their family feel? How do they feel? How would you feel? And the goal here is to prevent the federal government from being able to abuse these young men and women the way they have been. And putting them in a and ultimately to end these forever wars and the and these occupations. And these regime change wars that we know they're not fighting for our freedom. But if we take away that piece that they, they're abusing, they're going to have to figure out something different. And so this is step one in forcing their hand. Why Why isn't this a conversation then, right? Because, I mean, when you're talking about this, especially when we're talking about National Guard, right? This isn't something on, I would say, what, anyone's radar, if we're going to be honest, because it's not oh. on the national conversation. And... But there's there's a fine line when we're talking about sales. I, I preach this all day long in my show. Enter the conversation that the people are already having in their mind. You know, make sure you're talking about their bed bug issue, solving the bed bug issue. But there are certain things that do kind of transcend that. It's like this is important to all the other things that are important, but this is kind of like the root cause. Like a lot of these these foreign mm-hmm. wars. And you mentioned the Federal Reserve, right? Like it goes hand in hand, and it's you all see, there, right? And when the the Federal Reserve, and we, we we're seeing this right now for posterity's sake, we're recording on March 11th, and inflation is going to go through the roof. I just heard, I think it was J 
JP Morgan just released a uh, a report. I think I think it was JP Morgan basically saying that there was one trillion dollars in mm. unspent money last year that's just waiting to be spent. Okay. <laughs> Well, what's going to happen when one trillion dollars all of a sudden gets splashed into the market when this this bubble starts to just inflate and inflate as people get back into, I don't know, normal life? So there is this this tie together, but then it's hard. How do we relate this and say to your average person, this is something you need to care about and show them. And I would say the way to really do that, I found effectively, has been telling stories to raise awareness. So yeah. talk to us, Michael. What are some stories we can we can maybe share with some folks out there of some, you know, either National Guard folks who, to your point, didn't sign up to go over to, you know, Afghanistan, but they ended up there anyways, or or, or, or elsewhere, something that we can use to help maybe make our argument to folks. Well, I, I don't personally have those stories. You know, I don't, I'm not 100% familiar with any, anybody too mm. close to me. I would be comfortable enough telling their story for them. Understood. Um, but I, I can tell you that that even though it's a problem people don't know that they have, we talk about sales. The idea of sales is to present the problem that somebody doesn't know that they have and then give them the solution, right? Think about the 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 those infomercials you see late at night and you're watching them, right? And like, yeah, you know what? That really does bother me, right? So you're right. We got to come up with an angle. The, of the lady opens the cupboard and all she the opens the cupboard and everything falls, falls out, out because yeah. she's a disorganized mess. That's me, yeah. Like, oh yeah, that happens to me. Hold on, <laughs> let me buy that real quick, right? So you're right. We do have to have that story. And and again, I think all we really need to do is just show the death count. Show show the lack the lack of, of threat to us. Right. There's there, there's a growing sentiment in this country that is more and more anti-war as we go. You know, even yeah. with even even with Biden escalating in the Middle East, there's enough people now on the left and the right that are both saying, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what we signed up for. Yeah. You know, he's getting out. So I think now the reason that story is telling itself in the public eye. And then as we approach, we to speak to people, hey, are you upset about the way we're handling the wars over in the Middle East? Have, has it affected you in any way, shape, or form? Right. When you saw that we escalated tensions in Syria recently, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Were you afraid that we were going to go to a hot war with Iran? Michael, can I ask you a question, though? I, th- yeah. I don't even know if it's a question. More of a statement, but also, I guess, leading to a question. I don't think your average person knows. I, I honestly think your average person is so disconnected that they're just, they're not aware. And in, even to the extent that they are, okay, it's halfway across the world. So what? Well, so what is your neighbor? It's the kid next door. It's your cousin. It's your uncle. It's, it's, not, it's not halfway around the world. It's right here in your backyard. And to your point earlier about how it's not only about, you know, screaming about how much the government stinks, right? Well, that's where we need that person more than ever to get an idea like this out in the open and in the public. So don't just give up being loud and, and boisterous about the, the issues that we're dealing with, because you doing that gives somebody who, like myself who wants to now focus on policy, the ability to be like, here, here's this article. 
here's this thing. Here, here take this Caitlin Johnstone article. Larry Sharp it. is smiling right now from ear to ear because this is his activist, his activist versus the candidate. This is what he talks about all day long. There's a it, it well that's the difference, right? Like you got to be able to leverage all of it, right? We need Bingo. the person who's screaming, but we also need the person who's going to use what the person screaming says. Like I'll take a listen. I understand you're unsure about whether or not this actually has a direct effect on you. Let me offer you this Dave Smith podcast that you can listen to real quick with this expert X named Scott Horton, who will be able to explain to you why we're in such dire straits right now. Come back to him, follow up. Did you take get a chance to listen to that podcast? Yeah, I did. Absolutely. Do you understand? Do you see how that's going to affect us now and how that's going to have harm on your cousins, your neighbors, your best friend from high school, the kid down the street? Is that something you really want to happen to them? Well, no, it's not. I understand. And everybody usually says the same thing. However, here you go. You sign this piece of paper. It's the first step we can take in making sure that we stop all of these abuses from those tyrants down in in D.C. And I'm not using tyrants incorrectly in this sense. It's truly what they are. People... And I think people get lost though, Michael. They don't, they don't, I think it almost seems too easy. And partly, I think this is entirely to blame on the schooling system because, I mean, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of conditioned to accept like, okay, like I'll give you a perfect example. I explicitly remember in high school, I had a teacher who resented, resented the New York State Regents, which is the the test that every single high school student takes at the end of the year and you have to pass. I forget how many of them. Um, 65 is considered passing and then, um, you know, mastery is over 90 or whatnot. And the goal was to always get the kids in the midnight or the, the 90s, the mastery level. But to get them there, you had to just teach for the test. The teachers right. hated that. They hated teaching for the test. There's no context. There's no, there's no, there's no nuance. There's no, there's no small minor details, just the answers for what's right and wrong. Right. But they, they, they ignore like right there, elephant in the room. It's like, this isn't a matter of trying to teach, to educate. And we see this in, in the folks out there. They just, they're not very open. I don't say open-minded, but I'd, I'd say there's a lot of people who just, they aren't, aren't curious. It, maybe that's it. Yes, that is it. Okay. So I'm, I got to stop you. You're right. It, they're not curious. And and that's the problem. We've set up the education system to the point where people, for whatever reason, aren't intrigued and have no curiosity. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you saw it today, but somebody put up a map of the 48, of the 48, you know, lower no, 48. I didn't right? see this. Yeah. Describe it. Okay. So a guy puts up a thing in the lower 48 and says, you get a million dollars for every state that you answer that you do you fill in correctly. He didn't have Hawaii and Alaska in there. So everybody was making fun of him about that. But he says, you can get up to $50 million. How much you get? And I was like, 50. It's, it's no brainer, right? I put in a group chat, like, can you believe this? People are actually saying they can only do like 40 of them. And my one friend was like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't label all of them. I go, what are you, are you serious? He's like, yeah. He's like, why do I, I, I don't have any need to know. What do you mean you don't have any need to know? And then I start, and then I went into it. I was like, see, this is the problem with the education system because they tell you that we're one nation, not 50 sovereign states. So now you think everybody's the same. But if you, but in order for you to understand what the guy in Wyoming is going through, you have to understand where the guy in Wyoming lives. But if you don't understand where the guy in Wyoming lives, because you don't know where Wyoming is, you think everything's New York City or LA. Right. But it, it just got me it, it, onto the school thing. Like, there's just no curiosity, right? This is what they're told. This is what it is. And that's it. They don't, they don't engage. They don't, they don't give them the reason why they're learning. 
Yeah. There well and that's something I think we're gonna see it pushed even more so away. And this is where I I, I get frustrated with libertarians when they say, Stop focusing on the culture war. The culture war is not real. No. It is. It's it's a hundred percent a thing that we need to be discussing because it's permeating the education systems. We're seeing it taught in schools, and actually, one of the things being taught is actually told not to be taught, and that is critical thinking. Critical thinking is is white supremacy. Are you kidding? Like that? That's the argument that we're making. Critical. Well, thinking- it's been replaced. It's been replaced with critical race theory. It's a different critical. Yeah, we'll go into that. I mean, listen, I, I'm not an education expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I do know that, you know, we shouldn't be telling naive, innocent young children what they believe before they even know how to believe it. And I'll just leave it at that. Well, and, and this is the part that I think a lot of folks also don't realize is that it, this and I actually in, in we're recording here before these episodes aired, but I just discussed this with Jack Hunter and uh, Nick Gillespie that these these kind of um, sentiments, they only fuel the, the populist rhetoric, the, 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 the resentment of the elites. And, and in this case, if we're looking at it from this, this culture perspective, it's this belief that there are people who are purposely trying to do things to poison the, 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 the narrative, the, the culture, the, the society, whatever you want to, to approach this as. Th- th- there's something out there that they're trying to do that is a malicious intent. So how, how can we combat that? If, if you're instantly feeling that, you're going to be resentful. You're going to start to go into your tribal hive mind. And when you do that, what happens? You start to, to look for other people who believe what you believe. And when you start to find them, it fosters populism. And then that, with democracy, can be incredibly dangerous. I mean, goodness. If, if I, <laughs> Sorry, go I, ahead. I, I, no, it's cool. I, I think a really good way to, to tackle that issue with the culture war is to prove that the emperor has no clothes. So all these people mm. trying to make all these decisions and all these things for you is to show how much how foolish they are. And I really do think that the trolls of the internet who are doing this and 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 proving that people look how ridiculous this person is. I just made up this scenario. They lost their mind. It's not even real. This is what we're dealing with. It, that prevents you from having to deal with that populism that's necessary to combat other populism because then it breaks it down like oh that's just an individual that person doesn't really oh wait no that oh, i'm good man i don't need all you they're just, they're just a bunch of uh, they're just a bunch of whatever i don't know what they are it's not most people most people don't act like that and once everyone realizes that most people don't act like that then they can go about their way there was this thing uh russell okun shared it uh, abilene uh paradox oh did you did I, you I see that. I'm gonna, yes. I got it. Hold on. I got this. I, and I by want, the way, as you're, as you're searching for this, I'll give you, I'll fill your time here as you're searching. Russell Okung, we need him like yesterday to, to like be on our shows, like get involved in the movement. I don't know if he's doing it purposefully to like not affiliate with a political party, but the fact that he has been so vocal in, in his opposition to the lockdowns, to the, the the narratives that are being put out by the, the corporate media and by the elite. Uh, I mean, I I cannot appreciate what he has been doing enough because, candidly, it's not... I mean, look, Drew Brees, back in the summertime, says one wrong thing and he almost gets canceled. Russell Okun's out there saying, 
like we need to get rid of the Federal Reserve, and he's like getting half a salary in Bitcoin. Like God bless him. I bought I bought his jersey. I'm, I I I I I've never owned a jersey of an offensive lineman before, but now I do because he's just the man, right? As like, an old, so as an old offensive lineman, I'm I'm cheering. <laughs> so it's the Abilene paradox. Now I I didn't really research this much more than what he the screenshot that he shared, right? And it says. It, it, in the Abilene Paradox, a group of people collectively decide on a course of action that is counter to the preference of many or all of the individuals in the group. It involves a common breakdown of group communication in which each member mistakenly believes that their own preferences are counter to the groups and therefore does not raise objection. Right? A common phrase relating to the Abilene Paradox is desire not to rock the boat. And it differs from groupthink in that the Abilene paradox is a, is characterized by the inability to manage agreement. And I really truly believe that that's exactly where we are. I believe that the overwhelming majority of people don't want anything to do with everything that's going on in popular culture or in Washington D.C. They don't want to. But there's, but they're so, but they, but because the most vocal people are the ones screaming from the rooftops, they believe that this is what their neighbor wants, so they vote for it. So yes, the culture war is 1,000% the most important thing we can do right now because if we can show the people who are just voting because they think their neighbors think this way, that not everybody thinks that way, they are likely to start voting differently. They are likely to start acting differently, and they are likely to start rejecting the authority of the federal government and demanding it shrink in size. Michael Rufo, we could go on and on and on because candidly, um, even though this is the first time we've talked, I think, you know, it feels like we've been lifelong friends. Maybe it's the fact that we live <laughs> local here in the uh, the greater Philadelphia area. So how about this? Let's put a pin in this conversation uh, for for time's sake. But this is a conversation we're definitely going to be picking up here, um, you know, moving forward, because I think absolutely, you know, we need to be having the conversation to, yes, keep the, the foot on the gas as it pertains to the culture, but also, Yes, policy matters. So I want to make sure that we're focusing on, yes, defend the Guard Act, but also as more policy issues rise up, we can focus on those wins. And I think having you on the show to discuss those policy wins is going to be absolutely fantastic. So how about this, Michael? We want to make sure that folks can go ahead and stay up to date all that's happening in your world. So where can folks go ahead and follow you? The easiest place to follow me where I am most active is on Twitter, and that's at Rufo, R-U-F, as in Frank, Oh, the number four and Congress. I'm not changing it. I'm not running for Congress anymore, but I'm not changing the handle. It is what it is. That's where you can find me. You can find me also at um, on, on Facebook the same way and on Instagram, but you're really only going to find me for the most part on Twitter. I, I live in the Twitterverse with it just because it's so much fun. And it's a dumpster fire of gorgeous beautifulness. <laughs> a dumpster fire of gorgeous beautifulness. Indeed. Michael Rufo, thank you so much for joining the Brian Nichols show. Thank you for having me. E-A-B-L-E-S. Ebles. Remember that name because if you suffer from chronic joint and muscle pain like me, then Ebles Broad Spectrum CBD Oil is your answer to your prayers. The Ebles story began with the search for something natural to help manage chronic migraines. But Ebles helps more than just migraines. From managing chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and more, Ebles is truly a game changer in the natural alternatives to big pharma drugs. And yours truly, Brian Nichols, here on The Brian Nichols Show, can indeed vouch for the quality of Ebles, having a herniated disc in my back, coupled with years of sports injuries. 
I was struggling to find something, anything to help manage my pain. That is until Ebels. With the best quality product and customer service in the industry, Ebels Broad Spectrum CBD Oil and Ebels Freeze Gel easily stand above all the competition. And right now, Ebels is offering a special discount to all members of the Brian Nichols Show audience on all orders. All you have to do is head to Ebels.com and use promo code TB. NS, the Brian Nichols Show, right? TBNS at checkout. That's it. Discount applied. Again, the code is TBNS at checkout to start managing your pain today with the highest quality CBD on the market. One more time, that is code TBNS at checkout. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Mike Rufo, new VP of Political Affairs over at the New Jersey Libertarian Party. Thanks, Mike, for joining the Brian Nichols Show, and shout out to the amazing team over in New Jersey. You guys have been doing fantastic work, and especially shout out to my uh, behind-the-scenes extraordinaire, Frankie. She has been doing great work, and she's helping uh, these these amazing folks in New Jersey, like Mike, like Nick. And I'm just so thankful that we got folks like uh, like Frankie, Nick, and Mike on our team. So with that being said, folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, please do me a favor and go ahead and share the episode. Make sure you tag Mike and yours truly. I'll include Mike's social media in the show notes as well as my social media. But just in case, it's at B Nichols Liberty, Twitter, Facebook, Minds.com, and Parlor.com. Also, go ahead if you want to say hi, email me, Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com and Apple Podcasts. Give us that five star rating and review. Why do you listen to the Brian Nichols Show? We give you what? Three episodes, four episodes, five episodes per week. You never know. That's why you've hit subscribe because every single episode will automatically pop into your queue whenever we have a special episode or a regularly scheduled episode in store for you. So I say all that. If you have been getting value out of what we've been doing here at the Brian Nichols Show, then I would ask you to please give us that quick five-star rating and review and just tell folks uh, why you listen to The Brian Nichols Show, what value you get from it. Have you been able to help educate, enlighten, and inform others? I would love for you to tell that story. So again, head over to Apple Podcasts, five-star rating and review. And heading down the road, Wednesday, Donnie Gabbard, Direct Republic, joins the program discussing the importance of focusing, yes, on that, of a direct Republic. What is a direct Republic? He'll discuss all that and more. So hit subscribe so you don't miss a fantastic episode on Wednesday. But that being said, though, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols Show for Mike Rufo. We'll see you Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.